Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of Extra Time. My name is Roland Quirk. We're here until 8 o'clock this evening. We'd love to hear from you. Our text number is open to you now. 083 311 Uh Plenty to come on tonight's show as we look back on Drummond Inch's disappointment in the All-Ireland semi-final and indeed Mullinahone's disappointment in the All-Ireland Intermediate Ladies Football Final. Uh, we'll also be talking to Niall Fitzgerald, the new Tipperary Under-20 Football Manager. We look back on the County Board Convention. Jonathan Cullen will join us and we'll also be speaking to JJ Kennedy. And I saw somewhere this, this evening that Tipperary's campaign, I suppose, of competitive matches under Liam Cal will get underway on the 3rd of January under lights in the Fraher Field, Tip Waterford in the Munster League. So we've two games in that, guaranteed two games. I think we're playing against Waterford away and we're playing Clare in Nina and if we progress from that group there's three in our group four in the other group uh, we'll go progress hopefully to a final later in that month so uh, the Liam Cal era competitively gets underway in f- earnest on the 3rd of January which is what only a couple of weeks away we'll talk to JJ Kennedy about that we'll have local soccer with Barry Ryan as well after a weather interrupted weekend of sport tell us, let us know your thoughts 083 311 Double three double one. Don't forget, we're looking for nominations for the Tip FM Sports Star for the month of December. So many great names have already been included over the course of the last eleven months. Just need a final one for December. If you know of somebody who's deserving of an award, just send an email to sportsstar at tipfm.com. That's sportsstar at tipfm.com. This is in association with the Talbot Hotel in Clamel and John Quirk Jewelers in Care. That text number again is 083-311-3311 that works for WhatsApp messages as well. And if you want to get us on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at tipfmsport. Disappointment for Drum and Inch Ladies. Munster champions in Senior Camogie, they went down to Loch Eel Shamrocks of Antrim 3-6 to 2-6 in wintry conditions on Saturday. Let's hear from their manager, Pat Ryan. He spoke to Stephen Gleeson at the full-time whistle. Sure, it's heartbreaking, Stephen. Um, better team won. You have to hold your hands up. The better team won in the day. And I suppose, if, it's just, it's just, as I said, the disappointment is unbelievable. But look, I can't hold back from what the girls were after given this year. We have to do a clean sweep of our county. We've done the league we've done the county league county final and Munster final that's a fair achievement it's, three, it's done the treble I suppose the quadruple is all everybody looks for maybe and, so, and, and but look it wasn't to be today I couldn't be more I could not be more prouder of, of that group inside went down today we just we just have to there's a bright future ahead there for drums still yeah, like it was a game that um, you you started well and were well in it up until half time, leading by two points at the break. Then second half, you just couldn't get the score on board, and all of a sudden the clock was ticking, and you went twenty minutes or so without getting a score in the second half. And it, it's easy; it can happen, I suppose, in a game. Yeah, they were clever. They put the squeeze on us again the second half and stopped all the space that we that we tried to create, especially in the half forward line to get balls into the to the inside forward line where we've been, where we've been drained us all year, and that's credit to them they worked us out and they, and they came up with a formula to stop it um, as I said the deserving winners on the, uh, the deserving winners on the day but like as I said as the year goes it's still a fantastic achievement to go and win three in your own in your own to know your own it's vital to win your own county at, at least anyway that's the first thing that you go to that's the holy grail of it every year to go on and, and, and win a monster after after what happened last the year before that again just shows the character of the girls and look next year hopefully that they that they have that they take this on board as well and drive it on now Stephen it's a long way back 
same as last year's long way back to here again it'd be, it'd be a huge ask but if there's anyone to answer that question it's them group of girls in there yeah it's the standard it's at like you probably haven't played a team of their quality all year with Roisin McCormick so dangerous and she was bottled up in the first half by Christina Brennan but then she found a bit of space and worked her way out towards midfield in the second half and they were able to get those scores and they got a controversial goal that uh, in the second half that just changed the, the game because Drum looked like they were well in it and all of a sudden Quiva Burke was a judge to have taken the ball back behind her own goal line and uh, I think it took 12 or so seconds for the umpire to reach for the flag and the drum players would have been a bit upset after that like it's understandable if so yeah, but like Stephen, it swings around us. We got two lucky goals as well. Their goalkeeper dropped a couple of, I think, dropped two of them over the line as well. So, like, you make your own luck. You make your own luck too. It, it happened to Quiva. Went over. You can't go against the decision. They took a while to put the flag up. All right, but whatever umpire just told the other one to put up, that it, it's over and done with now. You can't. It's, there's no fine crying over spilled milk. You just have, it, it just goes on. As I said, we had our 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 bit of luck in the first half. Two of their goals went in, fortuitously off the goalkeeper as well. So that's you can't be looking for excuses. On the day, we just weren't good enough to get the weren't good enough to get over the line, which is a pity because that group of girls deserve more success. Than what, well, more success from where they where they are on the on the national scene. But um, it's 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 just it's just a pity we didn't just a pity we didn't do it today. But look, that, that, there's plenty of character in that dressing room to keep going again. Yeah, conditions were tough. Like we were playing up until a few weeks ago in mud and grass, and today you know there was frost on the field up until ten minutes before throw in and it was zero degrees or minus two for a lot of the game. Yeah, when you came here and you saw the field, you were saying, geez, this game mightn't be played at all. And you were, you were hoping that the referee, that you went for the referee to come to make the final decision on it. But look, it was hard to prepare in the one because you didn't know whether, you know, still up to the last minute, you didn't know whether the game was going to go ahead or not. But again, that's not an excuse. That was the same for the other side as well. They came down here and they were looking at the field. And right, there was a bit of giving it. You have to give them that. There was a bit of giving it. But, and, but if you were to look at it, getting out of the carrier, you said, geez, this match shouldn't be played at all. It went ahead. He went ahead and look, we just came, we just came up for shorters. No, and and best of luck to, to Lockheel in the final, and hopefully to get over the line. Yeah, and I suppose finally, like a disappointment today, and disappointment in the dressing room in there. But overall, a very good year to be Munster champions. Of course, it is. But as I said, Munster champions, and and you have um, your your county champions as well. And I suppose a lesser extent than people might forget it even already. But as I said already, the league final was won there as well, and that was nearly the more important ones. That was nearly the most important one of this year for the fact that. We had six girls missing for that league final against Anna Carty, and we found six. We found six more. So, like the future is bright for them, and their six girls got their got their first medals this year as well, coming from minor and maybe a bit minor and up along. So they've they've tasted the success as well. Hopefully, that drives them on for the years ahead with this club because they're a credit to each other in that. I'll go so for the future and drive it on and try and get back to this level. That's the plan. That's the plan. You just don't rest in your laurels here. Now you're right. You you you're beating the All Ireland semi final, but. If with the character inside there, you just you just dust it off and go against him. So it's all you can do. It's all you can do. That's Pat Ryan, the Drummond Inch manager, who I think has called time on his tenure as Drummond Inch manager after a hugely successful period. Uh, four county titles in a row, two monster titles. I know he'd have loved to add an All Ireland to that, but it wasn't to be on this occasion as they went down to Loch Gale on a scoreline of three six to two six in the All Ireland Senior Camogie semi final. Commiserations to the girls in Drum. They've been really great standard bearers for the sport in this county, and sometimes you don't get what you deserve in sport. But I would have thought that those girls certainly deserved an All Ireland medal after all those years of, you know excellence and achieving excellence and excelling anyway we wish them well and uh, I know it's a tough 
tough place to be when you lose an All-Ireland semi-final but I'm sure that uh, just when Pat was saying there in relation to those minors that he brought up to senior for a county league final uh, future's bright there as well our text number is 083 311 and also disappointment for Mullinahone ladies they have now lost unfortunately two All-Ireland finals in the same calendar year because the delayed final from last year was at junior this year was at intermediate Longford Slashers winning 4-11 to Mullinahone's 2-8 on duty for Tip FM was Paul Kelly how are you Paul? Hi Ron Thanks. Good talking to you I mean I suppose Longford got a grip on this game early and went in at half time leading by oh, I think six nearly at one stage and yeah. and, and that probably gave Mullinahone just such a mountain to climb Yeah at half time there was two fours four points um, you know I suppose they conceded a couple of goals against the front of their own uh, you know um, obviously it's always going to be enough battle in two goals down um, they get the the opening score is half there three from Lorraine but then Longford Dashers back up to the field and that would find the next that goal so you know they, they kind of held on to that two goal lead and got a goal there in the second half gave them an uphill battle for the climb Yeah one texter says regarding Mullinahone's All-Ireland final can I ask how they end up playing a seasoned senior Longford side a brilliant Longford side that have won the last four senior Longford championships there some senior sides are apparently allowed downgrade to the intermediate All-Ireland series Mullinahone only left junior last year so it's hardly fair playing field what's your thoughts? Um, Yeah well obviously they're considered I suppose a weaker um Go back to the final on the home beat Monty, who are the Limerick final or county. But Limerick junior level, whereas Slashers or sorry, the Longford team, they're playing at major all Ireland level. So yeah, they're probably a little bit of a, a gap at level. Like, but know. in fairness, if you draw a, a parallel, the winners of the Kerry Senior Hurling Championship play in the Munster Intermediate Club Championship. I know different sports, different genders even, but there are parallels in other sports for weaker counties to send their senior club champions into a different grade. Yeah, there is a parallel. I was even look at entering big ends in three a.m. a Sunday. So obviously the respective county champions within their own. Yeah. I, I suppose it does. There is a little uh, on on level playing field in terms that of that already, but still, I suppose like you know, Malone's run, like like it, they're developing the whole time. Um, Longford Slashers are a team that they won the junior championship in seventy meters team, and then the four Longford seniors. So they are in that on the road quite wild. And even going back to that, they won six minor eight championships in 2013 and 8 so you know they're, they're on the road a long time in terms of development yeah absolutely I mean Mary O'Shea is quoted afterwards as saying I'm devastated for the girls they're absolutely broken hearted but they're a very very good side we've just lost two All-Irelands in one year it's hard to take but I'm proud of those girls I think Mary sums it up well there doesn't she she does indeed run I suppose where them are after from in the face of her you know 
Yeah, indeed. Paul, it's not the best line in the world, so I'm going to say goodnight and thanks a million for your efforts over the course of the weekend, freezing cold and all as it was. Okie doke, bro. Thanks a million. That's Paul Kelly. Apologies for the quality of that line. We tried to get as good as we could. But uh, commiserations to the Mullinahone girls. That's two All-Ireland finals. And irrespective of whatever way you you know, you know look at that, Mullinahone won an all got to, didn't win, got to an All-Ireland junior final last year. And then the following year, not only to win the county intermediate title, which I think in and of itself was an extraordinary achievement um, in your first year intermediate, to go on all the way to win Munster, to get to an All-Ireland final, and then come up against a team that are four-time Longford senior champions. Uh, it, 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 I can understand the frustration in the text, but there are um, there are parallels in the sports. It doesn't make it right. I'm just saying it's not unique to ladies' football that that downgrade from senior to intermediate is allowed for some of the weaker counties because certainly the the months or the Kerry Senior Club hurling. Champions don't enter the Munster Senior Club t- Championship alongside Napiershik, Ballygunner, uh, Kilron, McDonald's, etc. 083 Just before I go off ladies football, there is uh, LGFA All Star Awards that are going to be taking place in Care House Hotel on Saturday, the 17th of December. Thomas Matthews is on the line from CK Streaming. How are you, Thomas? How are you, Ronan? Very good. I mean, this is a new, innovative, and brave departure, isn't it? I think yes, yeah, Steve or Ronan, but I suppose look just seeing what one of the chiefs there now and the sports of ladies football is getting and there seems to be huge interest in next Saturday night as well from all clubs. I mean you've got forty five nominees for the All Stars. How did you come up with the forty five names? Uh well we sat down at the start of the year with the county board when this idea was first propped up and we got a selection committee together and with people going to every game from junior to right up to senior to make sure everybody was given a hand, or given a fair opportunity. I suppose in hindsight the best thing would have been to do a junior and intermediate and a senior team I suppose that's something that can be looked at going forward but it's, go- it's going to be picked on all grades next weekend and uh, it's Players, management, and club officers that are voting on it. The voting was to close on Saturday, but uh, we have it left open until 12 o'clock on Wednesday, and they'll all be tallied on Wednesday evening. So it's not an open, it's not a vote that's open to the public. You've confined it to people who probably were at the games rather than trying to get some sort of parish behind a certain individual. Yeah. Well, I tell you, we've had. We've had boats coming in from all over the world and people putting down clubs and there some of them aren't even affiliated to Tipperary LGFA or LGFA. So needless to say we null invite some of them. Okay. So um but look, it's over to the clubs now. It's they're the ones that are voting, so they're the ones that are deciding on it. So it's a banquet in Carehouse Hotel next Saturday night. Uh tickets still available. Yeah, there's a limited number of tickets available. Uh, we'll be cutting it off as well at 12 o'clock on Wednesday, along with the voting. So the final numbers will be going in for how many are sitting. And uh, just for any of the fellas that are going as well, um, Staples and Turles are doing a deal for them on Tuxes and that for Saturday evening. Oh, it's a black tie affair, is it? Oh, the whole shebang, yeah. The whole shebang. How much are tickets? Uh, tickets are seventy five euro or twenty five for the post banquet. People can come in after the after the banquet, after the meal, and that. 
Janie yeah. Mac, uh, Christmas week, that's, uh, that's a significant price point to most. Yeah, well, I suppose, look, if you're going to, if you're going for a four-course meal and going to see a live band in a DJ, you're probably looking at that and more. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll accept yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, look, I wish you well with it. It's it's new and it's different, and it can be streamed on the night as well for people who want to get behind their club mates and their teammates. And uh, we wish you well. It's Saturday, the seventeenth of December, and tickets are available uh, from ladies' football officers around the county. Thanks indeed, Tomas. Thanks. Not at all. That's Tomas Matthews with news of that event in Care House Hotel next Saturday night. We have a break to take back. Our text number is 083-311-3311. I seem to have kicked a hornet's nest in relation to Longford Slashers being a senior club in Longford and then downgrading to an intermediate club when they go into the Leinster and then presumably the All-Ireland Series. Because one texter is asking, how is David Clifford allowed to play junior football? Well, the very simple answer to that from John in Tipperary Town who asked that question is because that's the grade that his parish club play at. He's from Fossa, which is outside Killarney. And that's the club he played with all his life. That's the club his father coached for and his brother Paddy also played for. So you can't expect him not to play for his home club. He's, that's his parish. That's his club. I mean, this is an irrefutable right of every GA player to play for your own parish. But that's the grade he plays at and that's just where Fossa are. They just happen to have a diamond in the form of David Clifford and Paddy Clifford playing junior football. I know if, you're, if I was a junior footballer I'd hate to be marking David Clifford. But that's the same reason why Nicky English played for Latin Cullen as a junior. Um, why John Lahey played for Mullinahone when they were a junior club. So you do have inter-county players of a very high standard like David Clifford, like John Lahey, like Nicky English, who play for clubs that aren't senior clubs. Just because you're inter-county doesn't mean that you have to play senior club. You play for your club, irrespective of where your parish club happened to be playing. They'll be intermediate next year, so that might be a bit easier, John, in Town, because uh, they won the Kerry Junior Championship. But, uh, yeah, that's why David Clifford... I mean, not so long ago, I seem to remember a Tipperary team, I can't remember who it was, playing a Kerry team in a, in a Junior Championship in, in, in Munster, and Aidan McGarrell, who had recently won an All-Ireland senior with Kerry, was playing for his junior club. But that's his parish club. You just that, Them's the rules, I'm afraid. So uh, I understand how frustrating it must be if you're a junior footballer having to go out and mark David Clifford. Mother of God. 083-311-3311. Speaking of junior footballers, Stephen Gleeson's on the line. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Ron. <laughs> yes. Yeah, imagine marking David Clifford when you're playing junior football. Anyway, she's oh, getting gosh. on. I know. something else. Yeah, listen, Drum and Inch, I have great sympathy for them. They've been such standard bearers in both Tipperary and Munster, but that final line, just they just can't get over it. Yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, they were up against a serious outfit, though, the last day. You know, Lockheed there. Oh, yeah, they're at a level that I don't think Drum have met a team near that level really, I thought yeah. they were in, once I saw them beat Schlock Neil I thought this is a serious outfit like because Schlock Neil are so good yeah I think Schlock Neil were going for seven Ulster titles in a row and bear in mind that Schlock Neil won their seventh Antrim title in a row this year so they were really gunning for Schlock Neil and they really want to get to Crow Park because you know when that window opens you just have to take it and they're just that bit more developed Dan Drummond Inch War and just had that experience I'd say of of just 
you know, numbers and, and quality and their full forward line was immense. And that was really the winning of it, I thought. You had Katrina Dobbin, 1-2. Roshi McCormack got a goal. And Annie Lynn, another star forward, got 1-1 uh, as well. So the three of them were superb. And second half, they hit 1-4. Drum and inch hit two points. And that ultimately was where Drum faltered. The work rate, the drive of the Antrim girls was unbelievable, you know. And Drum just tried their best to match it but they just didn't have um, that drive going down the home straight there that Lockheed just brought and just kept going and got the scores and they just were hunting in packs all the time I thought and it really made a difference I got the impression listening to the commentary that Lockheed had done their homework on Drum and Inch in a, in a very clinical way and a way that perhaps other clubs in Tipperary could learn something from because they shut down Drum and Inch's running game like they just closed the space They, for want of a better term they strangled them yeah, that's that's a fair point because they're one stage in the second half there, just at the start, um, you know, Caroline Shannon got the ball and she was probably Drum's best player and she was soloing out and there was four players in around her, you know, and just hounding her, waiting for the ball to be released and the drum players were pushed to the side, so it was just Caroline and the ball and four opponents and the, those turnovers really hit Drum, whereas she didn't have a chance to release that ball to a teammate and the you know the result of it all I suppose was that the defence were just driving ball down the field towards the drum forwards and you know they were under such pressure because they just didn't have time on the ball to look up to pick a pass and to find a forward they were looking for and uh, and then that that attacking impacts really just wore down drum and as the game went on it was just it was Lockheel who were growing into the game and stronger and stronger and drum were just starting to fade at that point. D- difficult conditions for both sides, difficult conditions for commentators as well and match officials. <laughs> we were frozen. Then, know, you, were. you sounded Minus frozen. two. Like, I mean, it, 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 was, it was incredible really that the game went ahead. Yeah, but, I suppose uh, that's where I'm going with this. I mean, like, it's an All-Ireland semi-final and I understand that there are fixtured pressures and all the rest, but it's an All-Ireland semi-final. Did it have to be played? Yeah, I mean, 11 o'clock up there, there was what looked like snow nearly all over the place. And, you know, like the frost, the, the cold didn't lift. And, uh, like, Liz Dimsey's very experienced ref, gave the go-ahead. And, uh, like, nobody got hurt or anything like that. But at the same time, you'd wonder if they were under the umbrella of the GAA, would another ground have been made accessible to them at short notice? You know, I mean, it was a drag to go to Kinnegad in the centre of Ireland when it was fixed for Ashburn and plans were made by everybody to get to Ashburn and, and you know it was, a, it was a long journey to make from that transition in the first instance and like you just wonder if the men's game would a pitch have been found that was more suitable quicker or you know would there be an alternative plan in place and it's just those little things that I suppose Camogie and uh, ladies football as well just have to come up to that level of player welfare and, and supporters welfare as well mm. people were making a trek driving through secondary roads you know yeah. that mightn't be salted there's a, there's a danger to all that as well and that has to be considered when matches are fixed but we've seen it as well in the men's game once the National League takes off you know it's like games being called at short notice and things like that I think that. you have to so be appreciate people on, standing on terracing and all that sort of stuff as well I mean if they're not if they're not gritted you know anyway be that as it may mm. I look just finally on drum uh, 
you know, getting back up on that horse again is going to be difficult. A lot of those girls have put their lives on hold, families on hold, young children, etc. as well. It's just a big ask to ask them to twist that twist the dice again. Oh, it's huge. I mean, Joanne Ryan started that game, All-Ireland winning Camogie captain with Tipperary back in the day, you know, and like Michelle Woodlock is there, part of that panel, a lot of experience as well. The other side of it, you have Casey O'Dwyer coming onto the scene and a few players that are breaking on there that are very good players, full of quality, but uh, the news today that their manager, Pat Ryan, has stepped down after four years in charge, you know, means that the next appointment for Drum is absolutely massive because Pat has really brought that team to a huge level, won a county league, four county titles, two Munster titles as well, you know, and he had a great backroom team there. Matthew McGrath was in with the Drum Hurlers before alongside James Woodlock and I think it's a really key appointment now that they get a really good management team for next year and try and build on this success because, you know, it's only playing teams at that level like Lockheed or at that you kind of get to that standard you know and it just takes time it's like a stairs effect that they're, you're going a little bit higher all the time so they know what's required now they came within a goal of Lockheed the last day albeit one that you know people were querying was it over the line the controversial goal that um, Lockheed got in the second half it, it was it was a, a tricky one it was a hard one to call and uh, like essentially that was the difference between the two teams so drummer at that level yeah. where they're not far off in All-Ireland but the next appointment as manager is massive Ronan and I think that they really could push on like that but then you have to think they have to go back to Tip next year Canolte Cashel you know Burgess they'll all be just there or thereabouts again looking to get the bit of glory and uh, and like Drum won't find it easy to get out of Tipperary never mind get back to that level again so it, it is very much like the men's game in that regard that it's hard to get to that level but it's only you know, being consistent all the time is where they'll get there. So I would say with Drum, the next appointment for manager is massive and fair play to the work that Pat Ryan has done over the last few years. He's brought him to a really high level and he's going to be, uh, you know, snapped up by another team without a doubt for next year as, uh, yeah. as I'm sure as he becomes available. Stephen, thanks for all your efforts over the course of the last 12 months. We look forward to talking to you again real soon. Happy Christmas to you all up in uh, Upper Church as well. Thanks, Ron, and happy Christmas to you and Ian and all the listeners as well. Take it easy, Stephen. God bless and thanks. That's Stephen Gleeson joining us there. Let's just uh, stay with GA for a moment because I'm delighted to be joined by Niall Fitzgerald, who's on the line, who is our new manager of under-20 footballers. How are you, Niall? Ronan, how are you? Very well. I suppose the first question I have to ask is what attracted you to this job? <laughs> I suppose it's it's hard to turn down an opportunity like it. Um, I'm... I'm Football man in Tipperary. I have great passion um, about Tipperary football, and if if I can get involved and help in its development, if there's an opportunity, I, I couldn't pass up, to be honest. It's been a difficult grade for us in recent years at inter county level. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult grade in general because I feel <clears throat> the, the, the players are being pulled in a lot of different di- directions. Um, you have players who are playing freshers, football and hurling with their colleges. You have player- players playing hearty or school football, you know, um, and then you you like you, you have players there who are doing a, a exams, both college and at least insert exams. So they're at an age where they have a lot going on, you know, and... Um, it's it's difficult to to pull them all together, you know, and to to get that um, 
period of of continuity, I suppose, where you where you where you can can work with the, with all the group um, for mm. a sustained period. You know, and I suppose green shoots of optimism for the under twenty grade was how well our minors did last year. Now it's going to obviously that's under seventeen. It's not going to directly translate into under twenty anytime soon. But we started winning matches last year. I think. Yeah, I'm open to correction. I think we won at least three matches in the Munster Championship last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I, I think that the, the John Mack and uh, Tom Morrissey and the lads did a fantastic job last year. And, you know, they, they, they were working with a group that had, um, I suppose, ran through the hands of George Hannigan there for a few years. So they, 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 they were a well-coached group. And uh, you, you, you saw the results last year, you know, and, and that was really, really positive. And 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 a good number of those players will be involved in our panel um, uh, th- this year coming. Um, because at, at at the end of the day, it's it's very important now to develop these guys, you know, and and put ta- put time into them. And uh, let, let's see how how far we we can get them. Because look, at the end of the day, Ron, the the, the main purpose of your under twenty grade is to transition players to to. Uh, See. Be in a position that they can play senior football for Tipperary, you know, and, and if if we can if we can help that, well, then I think we we have a good job done. Niall, I wish you the very best. I wish I had more time to talk to you, and I might touch base with you in the spring when you've got a panel together and you're up and running. But uh, look, the very best look, Niall. I wish you well with your with your uh, with your tenure as the under twenty football boss, and we'll talk soon. No problem. Thank you very That's much, Ron. Have a good Christmas. And you, my friend. Bye-bye. Take care. Good luck. That's Niall Fitzgerald, my Rovers, uh, taking over as under-20 football manager, and we all wish them well. Uh, we have a break to take. We'll take that now. Back in a few minutes. Extra time on Tip FM. Brought to you by La Heart Skoda. The new name for Skoda in County Tipperary. Check out lahearts.ie for their latest offers. Latest offers. County Convention took place on Sunday in the Dome. PRO of the Tipperary County Board, Jonathan Cullen, joins me. Hi, Jonathan. How you doing, Ronan? A quick word on some of the highlights from it. Uh, can I start with the motion on the hand pass, which came from Nina Airog? It was defeated. Did you get a sense from the room as to... I think most of us would like to see the hand pass improved, but why this motion didn't get past the convention? Was it deemed unimplementable or what? Well, I suppose... Um there was a, a number of queries in relation to yeah how how exactly uh, it would be implemented really as such I suppose you know the query one number of questions in like you know if you're holding the ball in in your left hand and you have to put you have to strike it with your right hand what do you do with the hurley for instance if you're holding the hurley in the right hand things like that just bear in mind it's an offence to deliberately drop your hurley correct. Exactly, Ron, and so you know that that was probably one of the main stumbling blocks I would imagine for the for the mo- for, for the motion. Um, you know, but I mean, it got a good airing. There was uh, there was people spoke for it, people spoke against it, and as you saw, it, it was defeated in the end. The are we going back to under eighteen grades at club level? Well, I mean that that that's just the motion that came in there from a number of the clubs uh, in in West Tipperary and. Uh, that that motion, uh, as it stands, it will now go to Congress for consideration, and uh, we'll have to see where it goes from there. But there's, would you say, like when you say it goes to Congress, so it, this is a motion to make the intercounty grades back to eighteen. No, the the, the motion is in relation to the well, it was in relation to the the club uh, Clubs, the club grade. Right, but does yeah. it have to go to Congress? 
Oh, it has to go to Congress. Yeah, it should take a, a, a change of, of rules to, to bring that in. That, 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 so that, that will go to Congress as well. There will be other motions that come into Congress as well. Well, no, that's a good from, question. Then, in relate that, that presumably there might be a groundswell amongst other counties for this. Yeah, well, as I said, the the, the, um, the Central Council uh, will also be bringing um, a motion in relation to age grades, as, uh, as I understand it. They will bring that to uh, Congress as well. So there will be a, a number of, I, I would imagine, of, of different motions uh, going to uh, Congress in February uh, in relation to the implementation and uh, maybe the, the re- revising the age grades. Would that have implications for the under-20 age grades? Uh, well, perhaps I mean, we'd I mean, all go back yeah, to where we were at the start, though. I mean, everything is open to open to open to debate when you go to Congress. I mean, the the um, the motion as it, as it came yesterday, it just said uh, minor minor uh, being under eighteen and one further age grade. It didn't specify so whether it would be under twenty or twenty one. That that wasn't specified in the motion. So, uh, but I'm sure that in the, the heat of the hunt, that would have to be specified uh, at some point. Yeah, no, it's, it, this one will, will go and go. Um, anything else that we have note that we, uh, I don't know, the Drum and Inch uh, one was interesting in relation to drug testing. How does that go? Yeah, so the, the Drum and Inch motion uh, was passed um, with a, a kind of like a, the, with an amendment or two to, to be put with it. It's, I suppose just to get the correct wording for for it to go to Congress. So that will go to Congress to, um, in in um, in February as well. So that will be something to look forward to and, and um, see how, how that goes. Because it has got national traction. It has, yeah. It has indeed. And uh, Trevor, Trevor Hassett, the German Inch um, Secretary, was on um, a national forum there as well, speaking about it. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's out there now. So uh, I suppose it, it's just... To, to get the right wording for it before it goes to Congress, and you know, and make sure that it's whatever whatever is passed, if it's passed, you know, that it's implemented at club level. Do you know? It seems like quite a while ago that um, Connor Sweeney went up the steps in Parky Cueve and lifted the Munster Senior Championship trophy. It was during COVID. There was no, hardly anyone there. Lucky people who were there, but there was even some some players who were injured who couldn't attend because of COVID restrictions. No COVID restrictions anymore. We're finally getting to honour those players now. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's great, Ron. And uh, finally, at long last, uh, the, the, the magnificent players from 2020 will be honoured and they will receive their Munster final medals on uh, Friday the 23rd of December in, at a big gala event in, in, in the Hotel Manila in Carmel. And, you know, um, tickets are still on sale for that. And um, How much know, are tickets, Johnson? Yeah, 60 euros, okay. uh, Ron. Okay. But I mean, uh, I think if anybody was offered... Um, the chance to go to CT Brary playing in that monster final and win, they would have took 60 euros a number of, uh, on a number of times, I suppose, to, to get into Parky Cueve that evening. And, you know, it's a long time coming. It's a, it's a great achievement. And I think anybody that that can go, will go on. I don't think the um, 60 euro will be, uh, will, will be a barrier. Uh, uh, tickets available where and from whom? Uh, Lorna, if, if people can con- contact Lorna Park and... Uh, the tickets can be purchased through Lorna Parker. Indeed, any 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 member of the county board we, we look after. We'll get we'll, we get it start get it started for them. But uh, the people would want to be, I suppose, booking fairly rapid Absolutely. at this point. And just before I let you go, Tim Floyd uh, is stepping down after many many years' service. It won't quite seem the same without him. But like we said, the same when Tommy Barrett stepped down. Every all all eras come to a, a, an end eventually. Yeah, they do. And I mean, you know, Tim has been a, a magnificent servant to Prairie GA. He's put in a huge work. He, I mean, if you just read his secretary's report yesterday, he went back over his uh, 
his years as secretary and you know the achievements and uh, the, the the things that were won and and he lost in Tipperary during his time. He's done magnificent work. He bought us was a secretary and also you know bringing in a lot of sponsorship, bringing in a lot of money into the county. And no, he he has done a fantastic job, and there's no point in saying anything different. We had a surplus. That's to be welcomed. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, anytime you have a surplus, uh, it, it, it's good, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I believe Michael um, is stepping down as treasurer. Yeah, Michael Power. Yeah, after many years. I think eight years. Another fantastic man. Yeah. No, and another fantastic servant and a number of other people that had their, their time was, was up yesterday as well. Um, Tom Dawson um, was our coaching officer and um, also Michael Burke, who, who was former county chairman. He, he was on Central Council, so his time is up as well. So, you know, things like that. Things move on, Ronan. And, you know, that's just... Like yeah, things have, t- things do move on. And just before I let you go, I know it was a proud weekend for you because I think your nephew was elected PRO of the London County Board. So that's what, uncle and nephew running two different county boards as PRO. That's unique. Well, it's yeah, it's, it was it was a great it was a great achievement for yeah, Charlie. Yeah, and uh, no, just wish him the best. Look, I know he do a great job. I'm sure you'll give him a few pointers on how to handle local media. Fair I play. think that he, he's well able to look after himself. No. He doesn't need his uncle. His, his uncle to be telling him what to do. Good man, good answer. Talk soon. Thanks, Johnson. Happy Christmas Thanks, to you. Good luck. Yeah, Thanks. can I wish you and, and everybody in Tip FM and all the listeners uh, a very happy and peaceful Christmas? And we thank him for all your support through the year. You know, sometimes we we we. We, we mightn't get everything right but we do our best as officers and uh, we thank everybody for their support and we wish everybody the best of luck for 2023 Indeed we hope it's a successful one Thanks Johnson talk to you soon take care Thanks Bye bye uh, Johnson Cullen Piero of the County Board joining us there uh, Let's stay with GA because JJ Kenny's on the line How are you JJ? Hi Ronan uh, God we're only a couple of weeks away from Liam Cal's first competitive outing I'll ask you about that in a minute Anything from Congress or from con- uh, Convention that stood out for you? Um not a, not a lot to be honest. Mm. Um, I, I was actually at the convention, but um, it, it was it was pretty non-eventful. I thought in many ways. I thought the um, hand pass one might get more traction. Yeah, that was probably that was my biggest disappointment uh, from the day. Um, it um, you know this thing we've 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 been on about this a lot, I suppose, different times, and uh, this is Conrad Donovan's uh, solution to the problem that the Nina Club put forward. Um, I, I was disappointed, really, with the opposition to it. Um, I think that, you know, I suppose nearly everybody I, I talk to uh, accepts that there is a major problem with the hand pass. I don't think that's in dispute. Uh, I've met nobody to say that the present situation is, is satisfactory or acceptable. And um, so, therefore, we need we need to do something about it. And, you know, when, when a solution like this is put forward, I'm not saying that it, it, it's definitively or definitely the you know, it's going to solve the problem. But at least you would imagine that people would let it go forward and, yeah. and let, it, let it be trialed. I think that's, that's the key thing in this, that, you know, uh, we, nobody will know until it's trialed whether or not it, it will solve the problem. But at least they'd take that step and go that distance with it. So it was hugely disappointing. I, I wasn't, I mean, the arguments uh, I thought put up against it, uh, some of them were quite silly. And uh, I, I, I just didn't see the... I just couldn't understand how delegates, uh, you know, could be taken in by that. Can I um, can I just say to you that it's a, it's kind of a it goes to the heart of the matter that everyone agrees is a problem, mm-hmm. but I would have thought if there is a problem like this that is a blight on the game of hurling, and I would go so far as to call it a blight on the game of hurling, doing nothing should not be an option. Yet doing nothing seems to be the preferred option for a lot of people. 
It is, yeah, it is. That's, that's what's funny about it. I mean, I, I haven't heard uh, anybody else come forward with, with a solution, a suggested solution, other than Conrad Donovan, who has, you know, has put, put a huge amount into this and, and has really researched it and has produced video clips of games and so on where players, um, you, you know, hand pass the ball the way he's, he's suggesting it should be done. And um, he's the only one that's producing a solution and that's, that's offering a solution. And I, I think the very minimum that people need to do is give this a chance. Let, let's see what it's like. If it doesn't work, then fair enough. We go back to the drawing board. We try to come up with a, with, with a different solution. But there's nobody else producing anything by way of a solution. And, and you know, what's the best thing in January, Ronan, we'll be hearing that, uh, you know, from from Croke Park that the referees will be given an instruction to enforce the hand pass rule and so on like they did last year. Ah, that's tokenism, Jay. You know, you understand that that's window dressing. Absolute window dressing. But the window dressing goes on to the the actual pitch um, because referees then feel obliged in, you know, two or three maybe token instances they'll blow for, for, for a hand pass. Even though everybody knows that you know, maybe 70 or 80% of the hand passes are illegal. Um, and so it's ridiculous to blow for one or two. And there might even, the one or two the blow for might not even be the worst one. And, you know, I, I actually, my view, and I've, I've, I've written about this, uh, that I, I think the referees have a key role to play here as well, Ronan. I agree. Um, I, you know, I, I think they have a lot of power. And I, I would love if the referees would come out with a statement, the Referee Association would come out with a statement and say, look, the rule as it is presently constituted is not enforceable. There is there is no way you can enforce that rule as it is. Because again, that's only a statement of the obvious. I think everybody everybody knows that. Um but the, but they're not doing that. And and you know, everybody is sort of cowering away from this issue and, and sticking their heads in the sand and pretending it's not there in ways. And and it's not going to go away. That's that's the bottom line. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, like for years there's people have yelled steps and the enforcement of steps was always one that was a bit grey area. But this is this is it's so blatant. It's so mm. obvious to the to the naked eye that it just and it has crept in in recent years because of the way the game has evolved. So it seems like, unlike other codes like rugby, where if a game evolves a certain way, they change the rules very very rapidly. Gosh, yeah. just it's like it's like watching a a car ferry turn watching the GA implement rule change. Yeah, and you see the other point I suppose about it is that it has facilitated. Um, a lot of the modern style of play as well, because, you know, the modern obsession with uh, getting possession and um, having these, these sort of rocks and so on, where players are, are trying to roll this, trying to get possession at all costs. Um, I mean, that is dependent to a large degree upon the hand pass as it is at the moment, or the hand throw as it is, because once you get the, the ball into your hand in one of those rocks, you have possession and you can literally throw it out to wherever you want. And it's the key to the, the, the modern methods of play, uh, you know, that has been perfected, let's face it, by counties like Limerick and that. Um, so I think if, if you address the hand pass, you would bring an adjustment to that element of the game as well. So there's an awful lot at stake in this. Um, I could talk about this with you for a long time, and we are going to revisit it because it's not going to go away. Uh I would imagine that your disappointment at the hand pass w- was offset by perhaps some more delight at the under-18 grade getting forward because it's something you and I have both, I think, been on the same page on in relation to this and reverting the under-17 up to 18. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and and there was, I think there was more or less unanimous support uh, for this at, at convention. Um, 
Kenoti Rossmore were the ones that actually proposed it. And um, I, I, I think this that there's sort of a wave of support for this anyway throughout the country at this stage, Ronan, that I, I think it's inevitable. And um, I see the Cork Convention yesterday as well uh, opted for for um, under 18 and for a, for a decoupling of, of the of the rule as well, where it's, it's not linked, you know, you're not uh, preventing uh, under 18 players from playing senior. Uh, and I think that's, that's, that's the that's the mood in the country, I think, through several counties. But uh, do you not think under-18 players should be prevented from playing senior? <clears throat> I, I actually don't. Um, I, I see the sense in, let's say, under-17s that, um, but when they're in their final year in 18, I, I, I would allow them. Now, I know there are there are some complications in that. It does it does have impact, an impact on, on fixtures in that, because, you know, you're, 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 tying, this, you're tying it up with the mm. senior grades then. Um, and those will have to be got around. But, you know, I think uh, an 18-year-old is, is most 18-year-olds are well capable of, of playing senior. And, uh, and again, for clubs, of course, if they have, if they have a good 18-year-old um, who, who, is, who is good enough for their senior or their intermediate team, whichever they have, um, I think it's a big penalty for them not to be able to play, to play him at that level. So I, I would allow it just for the... For the the 18th year, not for anything younger than that. Yeah, indeed. I got a fly, unfortunately, but the days of uh, um, of Owen Kelly playing goals senior for Mullinahone, age 14, are probably at an end. Anyway, JJ, thanks indeed for joining us. Take care. Thanks, Ronan. Happy Christmas. Many thanks for joining us. I got a fly because I have a quick word with Barry Ryan before we go off air this evening. Barry, how are you? Ronan, how are things? Very well. Good win for St. Michael's over Clamell Celtic. I suppose 3-1 it's a different game than the FAI game they played. Yeah, it is. And look, an interesting game. They went 1-0 down um, after five or six minutes. Could have went 2-0 down. But regrouped and kind of wore Celtic down as the game went on. And look, Jimmy Carr back on the score sheet with two goals. That would be really important for them heading into the new year. Um, so I think, you know, a really good three points. And like I said, good to get Jimmy back among the goals. It sort of tells you how, where St. Michael's are at the moment, don't, doesn't it? That they are able to absorb that punch and come back. We spoke yeah, about sticky, sticky cup ties with them last week. Yeah, and look, and again, you go one and down, you're going, look, after last week, this could be a difficult one. But look, they regroup. And they get, like I said, Jimmy gets a couple of goals. And look, they'll be looking to get Ed DeWire back in and get him fit in the, in the coming weeks for the second half of the season. But what I'd like to see is I'd like to see some of the younger lads be the guys we're talking about here on the radio coming up with a goal. It was Slats in the big FEI game. It was Christopher Higgins in injury time up in Wildes when they needed a winner. It was Jimmy at the weekend. I think it's time now for one or two of the younger fellas in January, like the Reese Byrons and so on, to get on the end of something, DJ coming up and centre back from a corner. I think it's time for a couple of those now to make a big statement in the new year. Barry, we'll watch that one with interest. Thanks for your time. Happy Thanks Christmas very to much, you. Happy Mind Christmas yourself. To you. Barry Ryan with local football. That's all we've time for. Ian O'Connor produced. We'll be back with you next Monday night. Good night and good